This is Dr. Hubert, and you're listening to The Dr. Hubert Show. Hello, friends. Welcome to The Dr. Hubert Show. I'm super excited about today's show. I hope all of you are surviving this brutal summer heat. Uh, Texas has just been, it's just been burning, literally burning in some places, but, uh, this heat has been just relentless. And, uh, I think everybody is looking for a cool, crisp fall. I know I am, I check the calendar and I check the weather every single day thinking it's got to end soon. So hopefully all of you are surviving, uh, maybe finishing up some last minute vacations before school starts and maybe hopefully hitting the beach and doing some things that you want to do and get to do. And and uh, after coming off of a couple of years of this COVID mess, it is sure nice to be able to go some places and do some things and spend time with one another and and just fellowship. And uh, it's fun to hit the road when, you, when you've been locked down for a couple of years. So I uh, hope all of you are finishing all that up. But it's it's getting about that time to really find your groove. Uh, this time of year, is, it's kind of tough. It's kind of chaotic because uh, we're trying to settle into our routines. We've had a summer where you can kind of do what you want when you want, and uh, now it's time to really really get focused on getting that routine and making sure you're investing not only into into your responsibilities, but investing into yourself. Uh, this time of year, a lot of people really, really, really uh, put themselves on the back burner, and uh, that's not what you want to do right now. Uh, we want to make sure we're creating good habits uh, from the start, even though it's painful. Uh, it's painful to get up early when you hadn't been getting up early, and it's painful to go to bed on time when you hadn't been going to, go, going to bed on time. But uh, it's just a must. It's essential. Uh, that's the only way your your life really gets on track. And it will be so chaotic if you don't find some kind of routine. So uh, some of the things that I've I've just learned over the years that have helped me tremendously is is just creating what I call solid yellow boxes, or really creating the first part of my day being the most important part of the day. And that that usually starts with uh, my prayer time first thing in the morning, and then uh, that usually lasts 10, 10 12 minutes. Uh, and then I go right into my quiet time and then I typically do some kind of exercise. And from there, I like to, I like to spend time on what I call development and development is where I listen to uh, a lot of people who, who just have infinite wisdom and that I believe in, and they're doing things that I want to be able to do. And I try to flood my brain with this stuff, uh, whether it's motivational, whether it's business stuff, whether it's, you know, just how to be a better you. So I always try to find people who are doing what I want to do on a scale bigger than I can imagine. And I try to listen to what they do. And that's what I love about the world today. It's one of my favorite parts about being on this planet today is that the world is more transparent than it's ever been uh, due to uh, YouTube and podcasts and those kind of things. Uh, the most successful people in the world world are eager eager to share. They're eager to share how they made it and what they're doing and 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 all the little tricks and steps and things that'll really save you save you sometimes 10, 15 years of heartache. Uh, so it's all out there. And I tell people, you know, when you when you really start looking for the person you want to follow, uh, they should be they should be very transparent. OK, so most of the super, super, super happy, successful people are transparent. They love to share their journey and how they made it. Uh, if you're trying to tap into people and it seems like they are reserving information or not telling you everything, uh, 
that's probably not the person you want to follow anyway. Um, typically, when people claim to be ultra successful, but they're not too eager to share how they did it or what they're doing, uh, typically they're trying to hide, um, trying to hide the fact that they're not really as successful as the successful as they say they are. So find people who are transparent, who can't wait to write books and and do classes and invite you to classes and seminars and retreats and those kind of things. All that stuff is out there. So that development time in the morning is so valuable um, because it does give you it does give you a really good outlook for the rest of your day. You're not grinding through another day. You're thinking about all the possibilities for today and all the good possibilities for today. And that's that's the way you want to go into the day. You want to go into the day charged up, optimistic, knowing that great things are about to happen to you. Uh, you do not want to go into your day running behind, late, frustrated, mad about traffic, uh, you know, hungry, all the things that people do, angry about your cup of coffee that you didn't get or that didn't have a creamer that you liked and all that kind of stuff, uh, that just sets you up for failure. And I hear people all the time say things like, I'm not a morning person. That is an absolute lie. You're lying to yourself and you're lying to everyone around you. You have to become a morning person. One of the things I started looking at when I started looking at the highly successful people of the world it seemed like all of them got up early. Um, and I know there's a few exceptions. There's an ex exception to every rule, but uh, most of them get up really, really, really early. And I started getting up early because I was one of those people at one time that I would tell other people that I'm not a morning person. And it wasn't true for me and it's not true for you. Um, typically what happens for people who say they're not morning people, that's just an excuse that you're not really ready to engage in life. So you tell people that so they'll stay away from you. But the reality of it is, is that that this is the best part of your day. This is the best you'll ever have it. And the reason is, is because this is when you have the most control of your day. Uh, we've all had that experience where our day just gets away from us. We had so many things we wanted to get done and we only got a half of them done or maybe a few of the things done. And the reason is, is because throughout the day, there are interruptions. There's people coming in and out of your office, in and out of your life. There's, you know, it seems like every text message or every call presents uh, some kind of problem that you need to quickly create a solution for. And it's not a big deal, but the problem is, is every solution takes a little bit of time. And if this happens enough time throughout the day, your day gets away from you and you don't get get the things that you wanted to get done. So in the mornings, when you get up super early, you're in control. You can become very regimented and make sure that you put yourself first. Make sure you have your quiet time, your prayer time, your exercise time, your development time. And that way it's done. It's important. You're charged up. And the things that hit you throughout the day, you're ready for. Um, you're not putting them on a back burner until you can dig the sleep out of your eyes, right? You're not, you're not putting on the back burner until you get that cup of coffee that you just swear where you can't live without. Um, and you don't want to be in this place. You don't want to be in this place where you don't, don't believe you can survive without coffee or anything else. Um, you know, we're in a weird time right now. Right now is just, a, I mean, it's the strangest, it's the strangest time of our existence, in my opinion. Now, clearly I hadn't lived here forever, but, but it just seems like the world is moving faster than it's ever moved. I mean, we're watching all this political climate and all this stuff happen with inflation and fuel prices and and food shortages and all these kind of things come about. And we've never really seen this in America. I mean, we've heard that this might could happen for a few years and caught glimpses of it. But 
Uh, we're in a really weird time, and I, I think it's very important that each and every one of us prepare ourselves for the reality that we might have to do without some things for a little while. You know, we do not want to be dependent upon a cup of coffee or dependent upon some medication because there may be a day where our pharmacist just doesn't have the medication we want, and our favorite Starbucks might not be open for a week or two at a time. It's a reality. I mean, I, I never thought I'd see what I'm seeing now. I never thought I would see bills pass like the one I saw pass this week. Uh, you know, I just I, I never thought we'd be here, but uh, I've always prepared just in case. And I've always been really careful about uh, what I became dependent upon and tried to really kind of take more of a, a military type mindset that's just ready for survival. That you just, you know, you might have to survive as a minimalist for a little while until things get better. So, uh, if you're out there and you know you 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 know you require a certain amount of sleep and you're not a morning person and you have to have this cup of coffee and you have to have this medication or you can't function, it's time to start really 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 putting things in perspective and saying what if I can't get that? I mean you and the option is not just to you know to to lay in the floor and cry about it. I mean we have to move forward. We have to be there and, and take care of our responsibilities, take care of one another, uh, but most importantly take care of ourselves so that we're not a burden to someone someone else. So um, make yourself a morning person. Focus on being the best you and the mornings are the best time to do it. I mean, this is when you can plan. This is when you can come up with a strategy. Your strategy may be to eat better, exercise more, lose weight, uh, maybe get less dependent upon the, the cup of coffee or the medications or the antidepressants or whatever it may be. Um, and I'm not saying just go out and stop this stuff cold turkey. I'm saying there has to be a process. You have to really start to work on your life. And now's the time to do it because we are in a we're in a scary place right now. I mean, we I don't think anybody in the country really feels great about where the country is headed. I mean, it doesn't matter what um, political party you're affiliated with. I don't think any American is just jumping up and down about America right now. Uh, it's tough. We got scary stuff going on with, with Russia and Ukraine. We got scary stuff going on with China. Uh, the border's still wide open. We really don't know what's happening there. Uh, but yet our quality of life seems to be diminishing to some degree, uh, meaning that uh, our grocery stores, our grocery stores look like uh, they need some help. I uh, saw a funny meme the other day and it said it looks like the store needs to go to the store. And as funny as that was, it was true. I mean, you see lots of holes, lots of gaps on the shelves. Some of your favorite items are not there. And it's just starting to get. Uh, it's starting to get a little bit surreal. It's starting to get uh, to a place where you're like, whoa, I better get prepared. I get better get prepared for something big. And the best way you can prepare is not just be paralyzed in fear. Uh, and it's so easy to, to be fearful, but... Uh, one of the one of the best parts of that starting that morning routine is that prayer time because that prayer time and that Bible time is gonna gonna help you understand that fear and faith can't can't coexist. So you either have fear or you have faith, and it's hard. We have to remind ourselves over and over again: you either have fear or you have faith. They do not coexist. So um, where is your faith? And if you're living in a state of fear, of constant fear. It's just a it's just a test of your faith. That means you just got to work on your faith, and you can do it. It doesn't take anybody's help to do it. Uh, you've got to be faithful and, and and disciplined to make sure that you get to a place where you're living in faith and not in fear. So, um, 
And now's the time. I mean, I, I really truly believe that this is the only only option that we have in a lot of these situations that's going to help us is that we really, really start to adapt and get our faith super strong. But we also have to get our bodies super strong as well. I mean, if you've been putting off working out and putting off getting in good conditioning, good shape, um, now's the time to do it because we really don't know what's around the corner. I mean, there may be days and weeks where the grocery store doesn't have anything or there may not be any fuel and you have to have to take long walks to do the thing you want to do. So things you want to do. So, um, it's just a, it's a sad reality, but we need to be prepared. Um, man has been here a long time without all the luxuries of the of life that we have now. So we have existed for a long time. Uh, you know, we did it with horse and buggy. We did it with all kinds of things a long time ago. Uh, it's really hard to, it's hard to comprehend that we might not be able to get in our car and look at our backup camera to back out of the driveway. And we might not, might not be able to listen to, to satellite radio with our seat warmers on and our massagers on and our heated steering wheel. But um, that's okay. We will survive. We will survive. We love those luxuries. I love them. I love all of them. And I don't want to give them up either. But uh, I am preparing uh, as far as physical conditioning to be ready, mentally conditioning to be ready, that it's not just a total shock if we don't have power for a day or two. I know we saw it a couple uh, a couple of years ago. We saw the whole, uh, you know, the snowpocalypse that hit us, and lots of people went without power for a very long time, and that was a tough period. But uh, that told me that we're not as solid as we thought we were. You know, I never never would have guessed that we would have been struggling like we were, and even some people even lost their lives just because they didn't have any heat. And um, you know, these are things that we just have to learn from those experiences, devastating as they are and as tragic as they are. Uh, we have to learn from it and just be better prepared. You know, and, and I think that's really uh, ultimately what we're supposed to be doing here. It's so easy. There's so many distractions in the world now that it's really hard to focus on what we're really supposed to be doing. And what we're really supposed to be doing is we're supposed to be putting, you know, our faith first and, and making sure we're investing investing time in that. And most importantly, we need to be helping each other. We got to help each other out. Um, and everything in the world now just seems like it seems like it's designed to turn turn people uh, upon one another to where, you know, if you don't if you don't agree politically, you can't be friends. If you don't agree about all the social issues, uh, you can't be friends and you can't help one another out. And the, the world is just becoming more and more divided. But the reality is, is that it seems as if every time there's a natural disaster or something major happens uh, in the country that people come together and help each other out. I remember when Hurricane Harvey hit Houston and Houston was underwater and you know, nobody was really worried about who was a Republican and who was a Democrat, and nobody really was worried about what race a person was. I mean, everybody was trying to help one another to get through this crisis. And I do love that about America. I do love that uh, we can literally, we can fight on social media all day long, every day for months. But when, when it comes time to help one another, uh, typically we do a really good job of that. And I, I feel like the hands that be right now really hate it when we come together and all agree and really try to try to help one another out. Um, because we are, we are a big threat. We are a big threat to them when, uh, when we are together and we're helping each other. And that's really what we're supposed to do. We're supposed to love the Lord and help one another and, uh, make sure we take our bodies, take our bodies seriously. I mean, it's just gotten so easy 
of late to uh, to be satisfied and be content with being overweight and having joints that ache and being tired all the time and being fatigued and giving up your hobbies because you just simply don't want to do them anymore. Um, and that's not okay. We're at a place now where we're going to need our bodies. We're going to need our strength. We're going to need our mental strength, our physical strength. We don't want it to be dependent upon any kind of uh, any pills or medications or anything like that. We want to do everything we can to be the best we can be. And uh, it, at the end of it all, we have to think about what can we truly control. Then there's not many things we can control in this whole big picture. You know, you ask yourself, can you control inflation? Well, no, not really. Not the way this inflation was created. Uh, you and I really can't control it. What we can do is we can control our spending, and that will help a little bit. But the reality of it is inflation's here. I think it's going to be here. I don't think we've seen the top of it. I don't, I'm, I'm not even sure that we've, you know, we've really scratched the surface of the where it's going to be. I mean, anytime the, the government chooses to print money like they do, um, there's going to be inflation. And now we've literally had two and a half, almost three years of this this repetitive habit of just printing money for these big, big bills and big stimuluses. And ultimately, it's going to all land in our lap. You know, can we can control our fuel prices? No. I mean, I don't you know, I don't I don't have any oil wells. Most people don't. Even if you did, you probably don't have a, refi a refinery to go with it. So you can't directly control the fuel prices. But what can we do? We can control how much we travel and how we how we utilize the fuel that we do have. So uh, does that mean we have to stay at home all the time? No, it just means we have to be mindful of it. And that may not be a bad thing. We maybe have gotten into a world where we've just had a little bit too much too long of everything at our fingertips. You know, we're, we live in one of the few places in the world that um, if you want coffee at 3 a.m., there's a place to get a place to get coffee at 3 a.m. You know, if you need a prescription at 1 a.m., there's a place to get a prescription at 1 a.m. I mean, so we've lived this way for a long time to what to where whatever we wanted, when we wanted, we've been able to get it. And maybe those days are just going to be a bit more difficult. Maybe we're going to have to be a little bit more conservative and calculate our moves a little bit better. Um, can we control all the things that Congress are doing? Absolutely not. I mean, none of us got a vote, right? I mean, we voted these people in and, and half the time they don't do what they say they're going to do and they're not who we think they are. We can't control that. And that's okay that we can't control that. But what we can do is be be prepared for whatever may happen. We can be prepared on a spiritual level. We can be prepared on a physical level. And we just have to move forward and make sure we put faith over fear because so much of this we can't control. The things we can control is our physical ability, is our health. You know, if you if you know you can do better, I mean, we can all do better, but if you know you're in a place where you can't walk a mile on your own or you can't walk a quarter mile on your own, it's time to start working on it. We've got to figure out, you know, we've got to figure out how to, how to get yourself conditioned because there just may be days coming where we can't just sit and watch daytime TV. That may not be an option. So I'm going to encourage each and every person just to kind of take this show as just a motivator. It's just nothing more than to motivate us to be a better version of us. If there's people out there that you know and you're like, oh, my gosh, what would this person do without this or without that? Um, it's, starting, it's, it's, it's a good time to start coming up with some kind of a plan. 
You know, if you if you're dependent upon oxygen or dependent upon an oxygen concentrator, you know you have to have electricity. Make sure you have a generator. Make sure you have fuel. Make sure you have these things because um, because there just may be a day. I just see I see it coming. I see the writing on the wall. And once again, this is not one of these fear based prepper type shows. Uh, I think they have their place and they have their value. This is just not one of them. But what I will say is it's probably time to be conscious, making a checklist of things that we can do better. And as we transition into this time of year where the kids are going back to school and we can find a little bit of time to work on ourselves, work on our family, work on each other as a group, as a whole. uh, These are just some of the places that these are good places to start. These are good places where you just want to make you sure you make sure you create a good foundation for good habits that allow you um, allow you to have some level of success. You know, recently I've been working working very diligently on this new program to help people. <clears throat> excuse me, this new program. <clears throat> I've been working on this new program to help people with with diabetes. So it's been designed to help insulin dependent diabetics and. Um, so if you have diabetes or you're pre-diabetic, uh, this is something you definitely want to look into because this 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 new therapy has the ability to reduce or possibly eliminate the amount of insulin that you use. Okay, and it also has to has the ability to increase your quality of life immensely. And what we're able to do is we're able to resensitize and revitalize insulin receptors and. You know, it takes a little time to do it, but there's nothing better as far as if you're a diabetic and you've been dependent upon all the diabetic medications, you know, whether it be metformin or insulin or any of these things, you know how hard of a life that is. And the number one, the number one fear is what if there's a day where you cannot get the, the medications that you need? And, uh, you, you know, every diabetic knows that if you're if you're insulin dependent and for some reason you can't get insulin, uh, that's a scary place. You know, we've already seen a little episode where they wanted to play some games with insulin and elevate the price and and do some price gouging with insulin. Um, that is not the thing to be playing with when so many people are dependent upon it. There's 84 million diabetics in the country right now. There's 96 million pre-diabetics and there's 8,300 people a day getting diagnosed with diabetes. So the reality of it is, is this is widespread. And if there becomes a race as to who gets their insulin and who doesn't, um, that's a scary place to be. But I will say uh, the new technology that we have, we're able to revitalize those insulin receptors. And what that means is, is that means that you're going to be able to get sugar into the cells at a much better rate. And every, you know, every time sugar gets in the cell, it's going to make energy. And that means more energy for you. That means you feel better. You heal better, you function better, uh, and you're able to do the things you want to do. And that's 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 ultimately what what we're all trying to do here is be a better version of us. So if you know anyone, maybe yourself, maybe you're a diabetic, maybe you're a pre-diabetic, you've been told for years, and you've been one of these people that every time you go to the doctor, uh, you watch your A1C slowly rise, and they try to tell you things like, "Well, it's hereditary; it runs in your family," or um, "That's expected," or "Don't be surprised by that." However, if you if you get over this number, you know, so you're gonna you're gonna have to start taking metformin or taking insulin. Um, that's a that's a tough spot to be in when you don't know what's really causing it. But the reality is most people don't. I mean, we we get the idea that we live in the sugariest country in the history of mankind, but that doesn't 
automatically mean that everybody's a diabetic. Now it is a large, it is contributing a, a, to a large degree as to how many people are diabetics in the country. Clearly our food supply has been hijacked. It's very difficult to find things that are not loaded with sugar and loaded with preservatives and loaded with chemicals. But, and that that's a major problem. But the reality is with diabetics, what we found is that most diabetics were having an insulin receptor problem way before they had an A1C problem. Okay, so there's there's lots of great studies out there that show that insulin receptors were failing um, about on average about five years before a person had an elevated A1C. So that means we had an insulin receptor problem before we actually had a sugar problem. And when we have an insulin receptor problem, that creates a sugar problem. So uh, understanding really what's at hand and what the task is, is, is has been very enlightening to me as I've, I've really had to change the way I view and manage uh, diabetes uh, in my office by learning this new procedure. And it just came from it just came from understanding the exact science and not just not just what what we've been told about diabetes. What we've been told up to this point about diabetes is We've been told that it's just from too much sugar, consuming too much sugar. And the reality of it is we, we're not burning sugar well enough and we're not allowing sugar to get into the cell to be burnt. So when you have insulin resistance uh, in that manner due to failed insulin receptors, um, your diet can actually be pretty good and you'll still have all the problems that come with diabetes. A lot of people still have the weight problems. A lot of people still have the energy crisis. They have wounds that won't heal. They have numbness and tingling in their hands and feet. Uh, this is where this resuscitation process where we're able to revitalize and restore these insulin receptors. Once this starts to happen, um, this stuff starts to go away. Uh, neuropathy starts to go away. Wounds start to heal. Skin's not dry and scaly anymore. Uh, some amazing stuff starts to happen very quickly just by giving those insulin receptors a hard reset. So if you're a diabetic or pre-diabetic and you're tired of dry skin and dry scaly scalp and dry cracked heels and toenail fungus and fingernail fungus and and having no energy whatsoever and weight gain around the midsection this is more than likely something that you can benefit from and the best way to get on board with this is to uh, to give my office a call you can give me a call at uh, 903-526-4875 so it's 903-526-4875 just mention that you listen to the show and you wanted to know more about revitalizing your insulin receptors because this up until now this this technology has not been around that long and typically what has happened to diabetics for for literally since its existence i mean for for years and years and years is you get diagnosed and it's a dreaded disease and we know that we know that we know that we don't want it but um the the path has been pretty much the same for a long period of time, meaning that um, didn't matter if you got diagnosed at 26 or 56. I mean, the progression's the same. It's a little insulin, excuse me, a little metformin, a little more metformin, a little more metformin, a lot of metformin, then a little insulin, a little more insulin, a lot of insulin. And meanwhile, your quality of life is going downhill. I mean, even when you make that 180 degree lifestyle change where you're doing things, you're eating much better than you ever have, you're exercising more than you've ever have, you still don't feel like you're getting the bang for your buck like you should. And I've seen lots of diabetics over the years that literally, I mean, they stopped, stopped eating sugar. They started exercising. Their diet and their lifestyle doesn't look anything like it did before. 
and their their A1C improves, but not nearly back to normal, not nearly back the way the way it should be. They're still dependent upon metformin. They're still dependent upon insulin. So this tells us that it's not a hundred percent a lifestyle issue. That actually our insulin receptors have gotten damaged, and once they're damaged, they have to be restored and revitalized. And that's exactly what this treatment, this therapy does. It's very easy. It's not painful, and uh, it just pays you huge dividends for the rest of your life. And the reality that lots of people are going to be able to come into my office over the next few months and get free of their metformin and get free of their insulin. I mean, that's going to put cash right back into their pockets. I mean, this is going to put money in their pockets and it's going to give them a quality of life that's much more desirable than what they've had up to this point. And for me, that's what motivates me. That's what I get excited about. This is why I get up early and do all my quiet time and my prayer time and my exercise, my developmental time is because I really genuinely love coming up here and watching people get their life back. And I love giving those high fives and, and seeing tears in people's eyes when they're able to do things that they never thought they were ever going to be able to do again. Uh, when people have things like diabetic neuropathy and they can't feel their feet, um, you know, they can't go, they can't go on vacation with their loved ones. They can't go to Disneyland with the grandkids. So they've, they've lived a good life and have the time and the money to go do whatever they want to do. But all of a sudden their health is failing. And, um, when your health fails, nothing else matters. I mean, nothing matters. Health is your most valuable asset. It will always be your most valuable asset. If you don't treat it like it's your most valuable asset, you're going to end up with a bankrupt life. I mean, that's just what happens is I've seen people over the years that had hundreds of millions of dollars and lost their health and it didn't matter. Once their health was gone, they couldn't buy it back. And Due to technology now, I mean, there are certain things that we, we're doing that we never thought we'd be able to do. But the reality is most people, when they get really ill, they're not able to buy their health back. And unfortunately, we live in a we live in a country with a model that will take whatever whatever you have. It just seems to take it when you think about no matter where you're at asset wise, you could have an abundant amount of assets or you could have no assets at all. Uh, but you look at uh, if you end up with a cancer diagnosis or a heart disease diagnosis and have to have multiple bypasses and that sort of thing. Um, now you're talking about, I mean, it gets into the millions quickly. I mean, we're talking hundreds of thousand dollars a pop. And that wouldn't be too bad if, if you came out the other side and you were able to do everything that you wanted to do and live your life the way you wanted to do it. But most people do not have that experience. For most people, they spend all the money and they still die somewhat a humiliating, degrading death, which is, is not what you want to spend your money on. This is not what you you lived a conservative life and, and prepared for is to, to die a slow, miserable death. That was not that was not the plan. So um, you got to have your health. You got to put your health first, you know, and, and put your putting your health uh, on the on the center of the radar and really taking it by the horns is it's a hard thing to do. I'm not going to sit here and say it's easy. There's nothing easy about it. I mean, there are the many a days where I do not want to lift a single weight and I do not want to run a single step. I do it. I'm not one of those people that says I have to do it. You know, I meet these people all the time that say, well, that's a part of my life. I have to do it. Uh, I'm, I'm not I'm not well if I don't do it. I'm not that person. Okay, I, I can tell you right now that is I'm not that exercise junkie that just lives to exercise. I admire those people. I love those people, but I am not one of them. I do it simply for the dividends. I am only here <laughs> to to make sure 
that it pays me back later, that I have a better quality of life later. Cause um, you know, I'm never going to be that person that, that gets excited uh, about running races and, and doing Spartans and, and doing these kind of things. Um, I, it just doesn't do it for me. I never get that, that excitement. It's not, I don't find the joy in it. Um, and I'm sure many of you are the same way. Now there are lots of listeners out there that love it. I mean, I, I see, I have so many people I know that just absolutely love going to the gym and, and I can tell they love it. I mean, they, they, they love going to the gym. Like I love going to my deer blind. <laughs> I mean, they love it. So, um, there's a difference in each and every one of us, but we all have to find that moderation. We have to find just a little bit. And it's not easy, especially getting started when you hadn't done it in a long time. And you know you hadn't done it in a long time. And you know your health and your conditioning is really, really bad. But all you can do is get started. Once you get started, you see where you're at. And you just try to do a little bit more each and every day. And uh, I've seen lots of transformations over the years. I've been doing this for 15 years. And I can see I've seen people literally that I never thought would ever be in any level of decent shape become world-class shape. I mean, just fantastic shape. So it can be done when you make up your mind and, and maybe you need a coach. Maybe you need to start, start looking in the YouTubes or podcasts and those kind of things, because there's people out there that are extremely transparent that can help you, that can help you with this and, and, and really make this journey much more doable, um, much more exciting. And, uh, above all, just, just, you just get it done. And that's, that's, you know, it's nice to know that there's people that are willing to help you, uh, put these things on a straight line and it's really put these things and, and go from A to B the fastest way possible. There's all kinds of science out there now where we don't really have to guess near as much as we'd had to in the past. And it's all about being better. And it's, it's pretty awesome to live in a world where that is so transparent to so many people can help you um, and, and help you without charging you a single cent. I mean, all you have to do is go look for these people. I mean, everything is on YouTube. Now it's not all good information, but you can start to decipher and figure out what's good and what's bad and what makes sense to you and what's, what doesn't and um, what really resonates with you. But uh, it doesn't matter what it is. It doesn't matter if you need help in your spiritual life. It doesn't matter if you need help with your, you know, your mental state or your, your physical condition, all of the, all of the solutions are out there. You just have to be at a place where you're not, not that person who is trying to find a, a problem for every solution. Um, if you're, if you're living in this world where you have a, a problem for every solution, this is, that's a miserable existence. And, uh, we all know people like that, that suck the life out of everybody around them because of their mental state, mental being, and their nasty opinion and nasty perspective. But, uh, the beautiful part is we have, we have the ability to control that as well. So we, we get to choose who we can allow in our bubble and, uh, who we can allow to, um, to have any level of influence on our existence. So um, make sure you're keeping positive people around you because it's a noisy world right now. I mean, I mean the, the, the social media is noisy. The, the news is extremely noisy. There's a lot going on. It doesn't seem like any of it's very good, but you can control that. You get to turn that off and on and decide what, what, is allowed to enter your life and what's not. So uh, I hope this show helps. This is this, you know, this is just comes from, a place where I just feel is so valuable right now, just because we are, we're, we're somewhat upside down. I believe in the country wholeheartedly. I believe in the people of this country wholeheartedly and uh, we just have to help each other. So if you know people who are, who are struggling with their health, struggling with diabetes, pre-diabetics, 
reach out. I mean, you may be able to make a life changing difference by simply telling them uh, that there is a better way. There's a new way. There's a better way. Their life can can be more than they ever imagined. And I'm telling you, that's the best feeling in the world when somebody comes to you and says, you know what, Doc, you, you saved my life. And I've had I've been fortunate enough to have that happen, you know, numerous times over the last 15 years. And obviously, I know that that God ultimately saved their life, but I don't think anybody anybody comes into my presence without God. And I believe I don't ever believe it's an accident. And and uh, I'm always thankful for those opportunities to be a part of somebody else's journey. So for you out there to be a part of somebody's journey, maybe maybe it is you. Maybe this is your answer to the to answer to jumpstarting your journey. But um, for the rest of you out there, if you know somebody out there who's really struggling and, and this diabetes is the staple in their life, this is what's keeping them from doing everything, everything that they want to do. And you're watching watching them decline each and every year you know last year they could last year they were on a on a on a cane and this year they're on a walker and next year you can pretty much guess they're going to be in a wheelchair if you see these people out there um there are better days there are better opportunities and it's here i mean it's right here it's right now so once again all you have to do is reach out uh it's advanced remedy center you can give us a call 903-526-4875 We'll be back same time, same place next week, and um, God bless.